Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot. You can find me at the Lady of Tarth on Twitter. I'm joined with Kama. Hi, this is Kama. You can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And we have Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And we have Tina. Hi, I'm Tina. You can find me at Cutie Pillar on Tumblr. Hey, okay. Welcome back, everybody. Um, feels like it was just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> a little inside joke because we are recording like a bunch of episodes at one time <laughs> um this one is aria one from a game of thrones um if you're new and just be warned we do spoil everything show book doesn't matter we spoil it all um the chapter opens up opens up with aria and she's dismayed at her skills with needlework she is no sansa stark something septimordain isn't quiet about uh, Princess Marcella is there, and Septa is cooing over her needlework, and Arya thinks crooked needlework. Um, Beth Castle, Jane Poole, and Sansa are all whispering. Arya demands to know what they are talking about. They giggle and blush, but no one really gives her an answer. Sansa finally tells her that they are talking about Prince Joffrey, the tall and handsome prince. Um... I gotta say, like, make no mistake, I really love Jack Gleason as Joffrey, but it would have been interesting to see him played by a really attractive actor, like a like a young Leonardo DiCaprio type or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is definitely way more, he seems more, more of a hottie here. Yeah, that's kind of half the fun, right? Like, of... I know having this really super hot like young guy, young prince, and then buying into the believability that you know any girl would like just kind of swoon and fall for him. Because like I mean, like I said, Jack Gleason was great, but he's not a Leonardo DiCaprio type. <laughs> yeah, I know they're talking about like oh Sansa could marry him, but do they know about? what Robert said at this point, or are they just gossiping because they sat next to each other at the feast and he said something nice? I'm sure I, and this is me just reading into it, but I'm sure like Cersei and Robert have already had this planned out. So you could see them like coaching Joffrey to start making nice to Sansa. Uh, you know, Sansa to it when we get to her chapter, but she's like, She's pretty smart herself about who everybody is, and she seems a little more like naturally politically savvy. Mm -hmm. So I do wonder if, unlike her parents, I'm sorry, I'm going to rag on them again for um, not having made these plans, but I wonder if she has figured out that this is a possibility for her, you know, even if they're not doing that. 
I don't. I agree with yeah. you. I think Sansa is like completely like just socially more astute than most, but. I think even that's a bit of a stretch for her at this point. I think it's just like a hot young prince. Well, I, I don't mean in like. a, in a, um, <laughs> I don't mean in a sort of like you know fully realized fashion, but more like, well, hey, you know, my father's a great lord. His oh, father's sure. the king. They were, you know, friends, and you know, it would totally make sense if. Wouldn't it be great if you know? I guess that's where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, sure. Not like her actually plotting and scheming and like... Yeah, yeah. but more like the way, you know, we're going to grow up and we're going to get married and, you know... Yeah. That's where it was going with that, I think. Yeah, I can see that. Let's see. So Jane tells Arya that Joffrey likes Sansa and Beth offers that they are going to get married. Sansa will be queen of all the realm... Sansa asks Arya what she thinks of Joffrey, and Arya just says, "Well, John thinks he look that he looks like a girl," and Sansa replies, "Well, poor John, he gets jealous because he's a bastard." <laughs> like the <laughs> what? <laughs> it's that was such like a mean girls thing. I, I read that in like a Regina George voice <laughs> or <a> Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> Well, poor John, he gets jealous because he's a bastard. <laughs> so Arya defends. What's picks that? up on that. Oh, well, I was going to say, do you think she picks up on that from Kat? Oh, for sure. Like the way she thinks about John, like that's got to be where it comes from, right? For sure. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Arya defends John and loudly says that he's our brother. And then Septimordain asks them what they are talking about. Sansa says our half-brother. And she then adds, how pleased we are that the princess is with us today. So again, just kind of showing her character being defined as kind of being able to control the conversation and um, kind of get her, get a diplomatically out of this with Septimordain. See, Arya freaks out when Septimordain condemns her needlework in front of everybody and it just embarrasses her. And she tries to bolt, only to be scolded. She returns in tears, tells the Septa that she needs to go shoe a horse before taking off. Um, she's bitter. Sansa has everything, looks, lady skills. The only thing Arya is better at is riding horses and figures. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize Arya was good at math. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. There's a couple of chapters where the kids... In various bits, we we figure out, like Sansa is really good at writing, but she sucks at any well, any kind of math. Hmm. She really has perfect like illustration of second child syndrome woes here, right? <laughs> well, there's that great quote. I don't know if you were gonna read it, and if you are, I'm sorry, but like. Arya thinks something like um, that Sansa's older, and by the time she came along, there, you know, maybe there was nothing left for her. Hmm. Which I, I'm not, a, I'm a eldest child, so I can't relate to that. Me but. either, right? Like, <laughs> I was born with all the good things. Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I'm the oldest, too. Anybody else here, second child? Nope, I'm the oldest. <gasps> yeah, I'm also the oldest. Wow! Who knew? The oldest panel. 
Yeah, we got we got nothing to contribute here. Sorry, second born. <laughs> Maybe somebody will write in. Maybe a second born will write in and enlighten us. Um, I mean, having siblings, it definitely reads like how they think sometimes and what they vocalize. Um, so uh, let's see. Arya uh, takes Nymeria to find uh, the boys in the yard to watch them spar. Um, she's really not caring to be found and scolded by her mother. She finds John and Ghost on a covered bridge overlooking the yard, and below she hears Bran and Toman as they're sparring. She asks John why he isn't fighting. He says he's a bastard and only true-born sons are allowed. Arya tells John she could do just as well as Bran. John tells her that she's too skinny and doubts she could even lift a long sword. John points out Joffrey's surcoat, that his arms um, of the Baratheon, Stag, and Lannister line are both present. And then Arya says, well, the woman is important, too. He tells her she should marry Tully and Stark. And then Arya laughs at the thought of a wolf with a fish in its mouth. And she says, if a girl can't fight, why should she have a coat of arms? John replies, girls get the arms, but not the swords. Bastards get the swords, but not the arms. I did not make the rules, sister. It's like, what a profound thing to say. Um, Let's see. I, I love their relationship. Right? Like, he gets such a good sense of how they have such a bond, kind of like similar to, like, Ned and Robert's chapter. Like, you didn't take too many words to kind of establish that. Yeah, it's well done. Let's see. Below in the yard, Bran knocks Toman down, and then their battle is ended by Sir Roderick. And then he asks if Joffrey and Rob would like to have another go. Joffrey tells them he's bored of their childish games. And then I did pick a section to share. You got more swats than you gave Joff, Rob said. Are you afraid? Prince Joffrey looked at him. Oh, terrified, he said. You're so much older. Some of the Lannister men laughed. John looked down on the scene with a frown. Joffrey is truly a little shit, he told Arya. Sir Roderick tugged thoughtfully at his white whiskers. What are you suggesting, he asked the prince. Live steel. Done, Rob shot back. You'll be sorry. The mastered arms put a hand on Rob's shoulder to quiet him. Live steel is too dangerous. I will permit you tourney swords with blunted edges. Joffrey said nothing, but a man, strange to Arya, a tall knight with black hair and burned scars on his face, pushed forward in front of the prince. This is your prince. Who are you to tell him he may not have an edge on his sword, sir? Master at arms of Winterfell Clegane, and you would do well not to forget it. Are you training women here? The burned man wanted to know. He was muscled like a bull. I am training knights, Sir Roderick said pointedly. They will have steel when they are ready, when they are of age. The burned men looked at Rob. How old are you, boy? Fourteen, Rob said. I killed a man at twelve. You can be sure it was not with a blunt sword. Arya could see Rob bristle. His pride was wounded. He turned on Sir Roderick. Let me do it. I can beat him. Beat him with a tourney blade, then, Sir Roderick said. Joffrey shrugged. Come and see me when you're older, Stark. If you're not too old... There was laughter from the Lannister men. Rob's curses rained through the yard. Arya covered her mouth in shock. Theon Greyjoy seized Rob's arm to keep him away from the prince. Sir Roderick tugged at his whiskers in dismay. Oh, boys. 
I think Joffrey is extremely fortunate that he was not allowed to use live steel. <laughs> oh, 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 I just wanted to see that so bad. <laughs> like, come on, Clegane. Like, why are you like? He's a bad influence. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to see Joffrey get hurt, too. I think he wanted to see Joffrey get, yeah, yeah. I think he wanted to see Joffrey get hurt. <laughs> Hashtag Because he's got to know he can't fight. Like, he has to know that he's not good at this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. He's like, maybe he'll die, and then I could just, like, be with the younger one. <laughs> oh, reading this chapter from his POV would have been great. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> just kill him. Please. <laughs> I really like the contrast between um, when Arya is with all the girls and how they're like, oh, my God, he's so cute and he's so awesome. And then you go with, like, the boys and you really get to see, like, who he truly is and how much everybody else would hate him. Like, if Sansa and him actually got together, like, she's thrilled, but the rest of her siblings would be like, oh, what a douche. (laughs) Well, I I think it's like... yeah, they're and they're all blinded by um, like or, I mean to him, yeah. But he would be, he'd be like, oh god, yeah. Let's see, uh, Joffrey pulls Tillman away and he says, "Leave the children to their frolics." Um, this brings more Lannister men to laughter. Bunch of toadies. Anyway, Theon holds on to Rob until the princes and their party are well away. John tells Arya that the show is done. She had best run back to the, her room. The longer you hide, the sterner the penance. Reluctantly, Arya returns to her room only to find Septa Mordain and her mother there. She gonna get it. <laughs> Again, this little great nugget of a chapter establishing characters and their relations with each other. I really like, I love the economy of these chapters. I mean, we learned so much about who these characters are, what the problems are. Um, it, it's just, it's so well done. So efficient. <laughs> what if we created? Well, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, these books, this book really moves. I mean, it moves in a really, it, it's, I mean, we are basically, if you haven't figured, if we haven't said this already, we're recording these like a, a, a couple at a go. And I sit down to like, oh, God, I've got to read three or four chapters. And then I'm like, I want to keep reading almost because they're so quick and, and neat and well, everything is just he's he's on his A game here in yeah. a way he isn't in the later books. And, oh, it's just amazing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, but just the whole sentiment of like sitting down and having to really dive into these chapters and take the notes. And it's like, usually one, one is a challenge. It, and yeah, honestly, it's like three equals one with these ones <laughs> easily. But they're good too. Like, it's not like, that's the thing. They're good. They're really good. This is what pulled us all in in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. More of this, please, George. Like, come on. This is your job. <laughs> uh, anyway, any other thoughts about this Aria chapter? 
I think it was really neat when we just learned out how tall Joffrey was, because he's supposed to be taller than, like, Rob and John, but he's younger than the both of them. I just thought it was interesting. I I also, I know George has said in a couple places that he, like, sometimes has trouble writing the kids, but, I mean, uh, this, this whole life is unfair business is very, I mean, this rings true to me. Yeah, it <laughs> My did. experience with kids, you know, like, and she's smart. I mean, like, I, the business about she's not good at needlework. It doesn't mean that she doesn't like it. She's just bad at it. Right. But, you know, she, one of the things that I loved is not only that she's getting picked on for having crooked stitches, but she's sitting there with another little girl, Marcella, who's not good at it either. But Marcella gets praise. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that princess privilege. <laughs> right, but I mean, like, that's the kind of thing where, like, Arya is justified here. Like, but it's like one of those first lessons you learn in life that life is not fair. Um, but you're still at that age where you think it should be. Well, I mean, it should be. There's no question about it. But I love that. Okay. Um... Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of the chapter discussion. Uh, let's go to the mail. Uh, so we have an Anon for a Tumblr Anon who asks, oh God, this is another one where I have no idea. Um, how might Blood Raven be involved in Jamie and Brienne's stories, either in past chapters or going forward? Oh God. We need Chicky or Guile here for this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, like I'm out to lunch with this one. Anybody else? <laughs> Isn't it like anytime there's like a weirwood stump, that's when he's supposed to be involved? Oh, maybe. Yeah, cause the only thing I can think of is Jamie falling asleep on the um, the weirwood, weirwood stump and having the dream and all that. But yeah, anything else I can't really think of. Well, when Brienne buries those two guys, it's in front of, like, a heart tree or something like that, I believe. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think we talked about this in one of the Jamie Brienne ones from a couple weeks ago. There's also, yeah, isn't there, oh, God, where were they? There was, like, a weirwood tree with, like, a whole whack of crows in them. Um, Is that those two houses that are fighting with each other? Hildy's, uh, Bracken. Oh, the... The Brackens and the Blackwoods. Uh, Blackwoods, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, we definitely talked yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Um, we also got an iTunes review oh, um <laughs> with the title Meh or Meh. Meh. One Meh. One star. Uh not much good to say about this. There's a lot of long and awkward pauses. The conversation is often very surface level. Despite there being some unique takes on a lot of stuff at times, the hosts nitpick everything about the books and the show. I appreciate criticism, and there's plenty to criticize about Game of Thrones, and I'm sure Song of Ice and Fire as well. But there is a difference between criticism and blatant hate. There's also a difference objectively criticizing something and just bashing it because things happen you don't personally like. In their review of the series finale, a finale that I fully agree sucked, by the way, they actually defended the petition that was started to redo the last season of the show. 
People can criticize something till they are blue in the face, but demanding that the whole cast and crew, yeah, I know, to redo the season because it didn't satisfy you is childish, period. And insulting the actors who call you out on that childish behavior is just petty. They also never seem genuinely interested in anything they're discussing beyond the Jamie and Brienne ship. They usually sound bored as if they don't want to be doing the podcast. It's just painful and cringe-worthy to listen to. Don't recommend it. Fan chick Lana. How many episodes did that person have to listen to to gather all of that information? <laughs> it seems like you spent a lot of fucking time <laughs> not yeah. being pleased with what you were listening to. <clears throat> Good grief. What's funny, too, is it's like they pretty much reiterate all the things like, yeah, and I agree with them, and I agree with them. <laughs> and then like, But... <laughs> yeah. What? I will say too. I signed that petition and I do it again. And I don't expect anybody to remake anything. It was just to make a fucking point, and it did. So yeah, it, yeah, it did. And we said that on that. Like, I'm pretty sure we said something about that on the podcast. Absolutely, like, we did. Right. I oh mean, nobody was. Oh it, shit! <laughs> sorry. No, but I think we just Come said on. we don't expect them to re do this it was just sort of a stand you know making a point anyhow that is our mail thank you um man or whoever uh, and chick Chick lana Lana. (laughs) okay so um usually we do like getting your messages um you can send those to us at close the door and at gmail.com you can reach us at close the door and come here uh, close the door and come here.tumblr.com. You can follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Please consider uh, supporting our podcast on Patreon. You can also like review, subscribe wherever you may listen uh, favorably. We hope. And uh, that, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. So thank you all for podcasting. I am now closing the door. Get out.